0: And welcome to the Empowered Plus Size Mama podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. I am your host, Tiffany Quack. This podcast is really centered around pregnancy and birth and parenthood, especially for those of us in bigger bodies. I just want to remind you that you are so, so worthy, my friend, of being held and seen and heard and supported. And I really hope to do that in these conversations. So, let's get started. Hello. Hey. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we are. So, this is episode 1 of my podcast. Um so fresh that at the time of this recording, I don't even have a name for my podcast, but we're going for it because I feel like there's a lot of people that maybe need to hear some of the things I'm going to say. And I know that, um, you know, that I could have used this kind of support. So I guess let me backtrack a little. I am Tiffany. Hello. For those of you who don't know me, I am the owner of Mindful Mama Birth and Wellness. I'm a birth and postpartum doula. So I do most of my work virtually, actually all of my work virtually right now. And um, I'm also trained in prenatal yoga and working on my childbirth education certification. So I'm just really, really passionate about birth and about pregnancy specifically for plus size pregnant and birthing people and plus size parents, um, because I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I had two plus size pregnancies of my own, two plus size births. Um, and now I'm living my plus size motherhood journey, which there's always stuff to learn there. So today I really wanted to talk to you about my first birth, um, the birth of my daughter, which was seven years ago. And I want to share this because um, for me, I know that I gained a lot from hearing birth stories while pregnant. And then, you know, after the birth of um, the births of my children, uh, I wanted to continue to hear them more and more. And that was probably the doula in me. But I think as pregnant people, we really have a whole lot to gain from hearing other positive birth stories and especially positive plus size birth stories. I definitely know there's not enough of those out there. And I always want to preface this whole hearing positive birth stories thing with this does not take away the fact that there are very traumatizing and heavy and deep birth stories out there and those stories deserve to be heard too and those people deserve to be able to process their story their story is valid um but I feel like we have a lot of the. There's a lot of uh, people are very quick to tell you, um, just kind of the negative stuff that happened to them, the traumas that they had, because oftentimes maybe they haven't processed that on their own and need to just share that. And, um, you know, sharing that with somebody who is pregnant or who is preparing for birth, who is carrying fears of their own, is not the person to carry that excess kind of fear. So if that made any sense at all, um those stories are valid, but I also want to put out into the world <laughs> because um I think it's necessary. I also want to put out into the world plus size birth stories that are positive. Um, so long explanation there of, <laughs> of this. Uh, so as I said, I, uh, my first birth was a little over seven years ago. It took us, um, about five years to get pregnant with this little one, my daughter, Brooklyn. And, um, we had a long road leading up to that. Um, you know, obviously experienced infertility and just didn't think that uh, having children was going to be for us. And I think I uh, convinced myself that I had come to terms with that being the case, you know, maybe we're not going to have kids. I definitely wanted kids. My husband definitely wanted kids, but um, I think we felt like we were at a place where Um, We've been trying for so long and we're kind of just not emotionally prepared to continue to like fight that battle. And maybe some of you out there have experienced infertility and know what that feels like. It's exhausting and it can feel hopeless. So that's kind of where we were and then kind of out of nowhere (laughs) became pregnant And, um, so this story is not going to really focus on that whole part of the, you know, our experience because that's kind of a topic for another time. Um, but, you know, I found myself very unexpectedly pregnant and super nervous for a lot of reasons. And, um, I think that for the first time in my life, I had confidence in my body, uh, for a few different reasons, but I, I think I was like, wow, my body is finally doing something that it was quote unquote supposed to be doing. And I was just kind of amazed. I thought for so long that my body was broken and maybe you have experienced that too, if you um, are like me and has spent most of your time in your life in a bigger body, I think that there are a lot of times when we're made to feel like our bodies are broken, and you know it's kind of ingrained in us um, really early on, and you know not always on purpose, but it's just society has shown us that, and um, you know, that can be really hard. So I was finally, I finally had this confidence in my body and like, maybe it can do what it's supposed to do. And um, in preparing for birth, I kind of went into it a little blindly and thinking, whatever happens will happen I did have um, you're probably gonna hear my kids in the background just so you know um, <laughs> I'm a mother uh, so you're gonna hear my kids anyway um I went into it just thinking yeah whatever happens happens and you know what to some degree that is um, an okay approach because there is so much in pregnancy and so much in birth and honestly so much in parenthood that we have like zero control over. And that is one thing I learned a long time ago was that there's so much that's out of our control. And so I have learned to just surrender that stuff and only focus on what we can control. Um, but in this, pregnancy and leading up to this birth, I did not really focus so much on the things that I could control. I just kind of did what I thought I was supposed to do. So quote unquote, supposed to do. Um, I did start seeing a midwife a little ways into my birth, which at that time, uh, it's funny, people were very unsure of what a midwife was. I remember telling like family and friends and they're like, oh my gosh, so this means that you're going to have your baby at home and you aren't going to be able to have an epidural and all of these things. And it's just funny that um, I think those might still be misconceptions that are out there. Um, but I think we're getting more familiar with what a midwife is and what they do, and that you can, in fact, have a hospital birth with a midwife, which is what I had with my first. So I I started seeing a midwife for my prenatal care. And um, it's funny because I had switched from the OBs in the same office to the midwives that were in that office, midwives, did I say midwives? (laughs) And um, so... I immediately noticed a difference in my care, uh, a difference in they spent a little more time uh, with my husband and I in our appointments. And there was a little more focus on um, on us. Like I felt very, I felt a little more heard, a little more seen. And that's not the case for everybody, right? So. It can go either way, um, so this is not at all like midwife versus OB sort of thing. But in my experience, that's what we, that's what we experienced in this particular office. And um, I, for a long time, I think even before I had kids, I kind of had this vision or this idea that I wanted. have a water birth I just thought wow that sounds like something that is interesting to me but then you kind of hear the swirl of like information outside of you of like well you are in a bigger body and um there are kind of more restrictions placed on us when we're in bigger bodies and so rather than look into that anymore I kind of just thought well it is what it is like this is the body I'm in, and I will follow the rules. <laughs> um, I was very much a rule follower, especially in that first pregnancy. And so, and then the more that I shared that I was, I, I think I only shared just a few times that I had considered a water birth. Um, and I remember people just having very negative opinions around that. And I quickly learned, like that's not something that you share. No, let me just say, I no longer think that. But back then, I did. I thought, oh my gosh, okay, if that is the response I get, I'm not sharing with anybody anymore. Um, that, you know, that is how I had considered at one point to have my baby. Um, I will kind of piggyback off of that if that is your experience and you're sharing with, you know, maybe your family or friends or your Facebook group or whatever, your provider, that you have these ideas of how you might want your birth to go and you are met with um, like snarky comments or, you know, yeah, good luck on that. You're definitely going to want an epidural. I had an epidural. I had a C-section. You probably will too. And you're just met with like this negativity. Um, maybe those aren't the people that you share these things with, but don't allow their opinion or their, don't allow their experience to influence what your experience could be. So let me say that now that I know this is hindsight. Um. So I think I got off track here. <laughs> so I stopped sharing with people. I kind of stopped um, thinking that I could have this birth that I envisioned. I stayed in the place of, again, whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna just show up and do what I'm told. And um, and that was that. We did decide to take a birth class, um, which I'm so glad I leaned into that. and went with that instinct of of like preparing in some way Uh, so we did that we did the hospital birth class which um which I think was helpful I think it did put me at ease a little bit it did also help me open my eyes a little bit to some possibilities that were out there because again I feel like um, when I had shared my experience or not my experiences, my hopes for my birth, I was met with, well, this was my experience and um, good luck on, you know, trying to have an experience different than that. Um, I, I thought, okay, well, maybe that's true. Maybe I will be destined for a C-section or maybe, um, you know, whatever. So, but at least when I took this birth class, I began to realize, you know, maybe, maybe there are op- other options out there, but there was definitely the voice in the back of my head, like, but not for you. Um, so maybe you're familiar with that little voice in the back of your head, right? That mean, nasty voice. That's like, nope, not for you though. Probably not going to work out for you. It um, shows up for me a lot when I've gotten better at ignoring it (laughs) or just letting it be there. But, uh, so we did the birth classes and felt that, that birth was very much something that was just out of my hands that, um, was just going to happen the way it was going to happen. And again, like I said, there is some truth to that. And I'm, I'm glad that I realized that, but then at the same time, I'm a little sad that I, didn't put a little more effort into preparing myself into, into claiming, um, the birth that I had wanted. So let's see, we, I was due January 5th. This was in 2014. (laughs) And, um, we, let's, okay, I'm trying to f- figure out where to start with this part of the story. So <laughs> we were due January 5th, 2014. And on the very, very like probably, f- oh, I wanna say three o'clock in the morning, maybe it w- was different. Um, on January 2nd, I, started feeling just kind of like not good i just didn't feel good i couldn't figure out what was wrong like my body felt gross my stomach was really upset i just didn't feel good so i woke up and went to the bathroom and then tried to go back to sleep and couldn't and kind of up on and off. I took a shower. I was like, Oh, I just feel horrible. Like I just really don't feel good. So I woke up my husband and told him, I really don't feel good. And he's like, well, maybe you're in labor. (laughs) And immediately I thought, no, I am not. No, I'm not in labor. I just don't feel good. How could I possibly be in labor? And he reminded me you know, like you are almost 40 weeks. It's it's possible. And so I started wondering, maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I'm in labor. And then the contractions kind of started. I started feeling like, you know, some discomfort. <laughs> because that's really what it starts at for some people. Like I felt crampy and thought, oh my gosh, like maybe this is the real deal. Um, I remember really the biggest part of it for me was just like digestive upset. Like I just felt like I needed to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Uh, That was the biggest symptom for me for quite a while, for quite a few hours. So I remember just going back and laying in bed thinking, I don't know that there's a whole lot I can do right now. And um, my husband fell back asleep. And then finally it was time to get up to go to work. And I decided, yeah, there's no way that I can go to work feeling this way, especially if I am in labor. So I did call uh, my work and told them, I think I'm in labor. <laughs> and um, then we called the midwife's office and told them, you know, maybe I think I'm, I think I might be in labor. And so they scheduled an appointment for me later in the day, not even later in the day, in a few hours uh, to come in to. Check it all out, see what was going on. And, you know, said if anything changed more quickly than that, to um, head to the hospital. So we did go into the midwife's office and they, um, you know, asked me all this stuff what's going on? What are you experiencing? Would you like us? I don't even think they asked, to be honest. We're going to check your cervix which by the way is not informed consent but that is for a different day uh checked my cervix and said yeah you're in labor and i just remember this rush this like rush of fear and excitement like butterflies and anxiety and just this like feeling of oh my gosh i think I don't know i just i remember feeling panicky but excited at the exact same time (laughs) and so my husband and i just kind of looked at each other like whoa this is happening huh and uh our midwife said you know i I, at this point i recommend you going home and laboring there for as long as you can which was amazing advice and i'm so glad that she recommended that um, uh, so we did, we went and got lunch and we picked it up and brought it home. And I was like, okay, I got to eat a whole bunch of food and get really nourished and get ready to like have a baby. This is intense. And so we ate our lunch. We sat on the couch. I had contractions on and off that started to kind of build and build. And I started to like need to focus on them a little bit more, And at one point I finally was like, I have to go upstairs and lay down because I think I need to just like get a grip here. I need to, (laughs) I think I need to rest or something. I don't know. Uh, So I went upstairs to her room and I very vividly remember, (laughs) this is funny that my husband was cleaning our house like a madman downstairs while I was laboring, while I was having these intense contractions. And he was cleaning because he's like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have a baby. And then all these people are gonna come over and we wanna have our house nice and clean. And I just, that's just, to me, it's a funny memory. And it is, (laughs) uh, I still cannot stand the smell of this terrible, very toxic. I'm so glad we no longer use this, but like lavender floor cleaner and, uh, that smell while I was laboring upstairs just was enough to make me, well, it did make me vomit later. And it was intense. I mean, when you are in labor, your senses are so heightened. I mean, they already are in pregnancy, but during labor it's like especially your sense of smell it is something else so I labored for a while upstairs I finally just could not do it anymore and had my husband call our midwife and she asked him some questions and I was becoming very vocal which felt like very natural um it was interesting to me and uh so she's like, yeah, I think it's time to come in. So we got all of our stuff ready. I came downstairs and went into the bathroom downstairs where the bucket of his, his cleaning bucket was. And that was way too intense for me. I went outside to our little back area of our townhouse and (laughs) this part is so funny to me. I puked in our garden uh and it was like this townhouse that had this back area that was open so there was no fence to our little garden area and I remember these sweet little innocent young boys riding by on their bicycles and skateboards and just seeing this just gigantically pregnant person me vomiting all over in my flowers <laughs> and I kind of didn't care um once you were at that point usually in your labor just all of all of those cares kind of go out the window and they totally did for me so my husband came and met me outside to leave and the contractions became even more intense and i started getting really panicky and told him i can't get in the car there's no way i can be expected to sit in this car and the hospital was not far I think it was a 10 minute drive maybe and I just could not even imagine being in the car while having these contractions nowhere to go I just and my body just physically felt like it can't there's no way I can get in this car physically or sit for a little while physically. I just, it was this whole thing. It was intense. Finally, my husband very gently uh, encouraged me to get in the car and I did. And that whole drive, that whole 10 minutes was, felt like forever. He was driving very fast and I, He felt very proud of himself for being um, such a good a good driver to get me to the hospital. So thank you for that. Uh, so we finally got to the hospital and this young boy again, different boy, not the boys at the townhouse, uh, was the valet driver, the valet little attendant and we pulled up and I was in full on labor and my husband, you know, asked the valet attendant if he can go park the car. And he said, well, how long do you think you're gonna be? And my husband said, well, she's in labor. She's gonna even have a baby. Like, I think we're gonna be a while at least, you know, can you just go park the car and we'll probably have to get it in a couple of days. And um, they put me in a wheelchair. We got to, I think we got to the front desk and there was a sweet older lady little tiny older lady put me in a wheelchair. And I remember thinking, how in the heck is she going to push my big old booty pregnant? And then, you know, in a larger body as it is, how is she going to push my booty in this wheelchair? But she did. She did somehow that part's kind of a blur, but she did. (laughs) Brought us onto the elevator, brought us upstairs to labor and delivery. And I remember them the nurses in labor and delivery asking me to sign a whole bunch of paperwork. And I'm just like, why do I need to do this right now? I'm like, I can't concentrate. I can't even think, I don't know my own name right now. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, I just want an epidural. I remember at that point thinking, I better get an epidural right now. There's no way I can handle this any longer. This is way too intense for me. I want an epidural. That was my main focus at that point. I need to be relieved of this. And really for me, what it was, was that intense discomfort was making me really anxious. Now I know had I been able to get a hold of myself mentally, I probably would have viewed it differently, (laughs) but I was like, no, this is, making me really panicky and i need an epidural so they brought us to our room i changed out of my clothes and into a gown and um our labor and delivery nurse you know talked to us about kind of where we're at what's going on what to expect she told me that in order to get the epidural, I would need to have my blood drawn and they were gonna have to like do all of these things. So the epidural could happen, but it was likely gonna be a little while. And that um, felt very anxiety inducing to me Um, too, because I just thought I need relief right this very instant. Right now I need relief and I, for a good while, sat in the bed, laid in the bed and and labored there and just had these contractions. I was clinging to my husband for dear life. I was like, um, really, it started to become again, more of a mental thing than a physical thing. It was very physically uncomfortable, but it was more of a mental thing for me. And uh, at one point I remember the nurse asked me, while we're waiting for your epidural and all of this stuff, would you like some pain meds In an IV and I was like yes right now give them to me I need them instantly and I remember my husband be back before I even really knew what a doula was he said do you you remember that you you told me that you didn't want that remember we talked about this you said you didn't want pain meds you can do anything you want like he was so encouraging you can do whatever you want I'm just here to remind you that you told me that you don't want to do pain meds. If anything, you'll do an epidural. And I remember that stopped me. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I decided that I didn't want, that my personal preference was that I didn't want these, these pain meds. And he kind of just like, it was, I don't know, it was pretty cool that he, um, he could remind me of, of my wishes way before I knew what a birth plan was. (laughs) I mean, I knew what one was, but I didn't think that birth plans were my thing. So anyway, he was my doula, you guys. And so they, they drew my blood and did all the things, which was really intense. I was having like back to back contractions and they were trying to draw my blood. And I was like, this is crazy. I just can't handle this for another minute. Finally, I couldn't be in the bed anymore, which hello. I, why I should have listened to my body earlier, but it's okay. <laughs> so I got up and I was moving around, waiting for my epidural to come, holding on to my husband. Our nurse was amazing. She really uh, knew how to talk to me. She used positive affirmations. She did all of these things that I didn't think I needed or wanted or whatever, didn't think was important, but she really shaped this labor and my birth. And I still, Like, I wish I could thank her to this day because she was one of the biggest reasons we had the birth that we had. So she was very encouraging, very supportive, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally and and started giving us um, ideas of how to move and what to do. And finally, I remember she said, on your next contraction, rather than tensing up, and, um, you know, just clenching your whole body on your next contraction, try to just soften and let it all go. And I was like, this lady is crazy. What the heck is she wanting me to do? But I'm going to try it. So I felt a contraction building and I decided, okay, I'm just going to do my best to not clench my whole body because that's what I wanted to do so desperately, but just try to soften and relax and just let it go and let it happen. And I did. And I remember at that moment, my water, which had not at this point, it had not broken. But at this moment, when I let go during this contraction, my water exploded. I mean, it was like in a movie. And if you hear now, like most of the time when your water breaks, it's not going to be this Dramatic explosion. It might be like a trickle, or you might not even know that it's happening. Sometimes it explodes. Sometimes it doesn't even break until after your baby is born, and all of these things. But for me, it was that movie dramatic explosion. And it went everywhere in that hospital room. It was all over my nurse. It was all (laughs) over my husband, all over me. And I remember being like, I am so sorry. Like, I remember telling my nurse, I am so sorry that that happened. And she's like, it's okay. Like I'm used to it. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Uh, And she said, I think, you know, maybe let's go ahead and do you want to be checked again? Should we check your cervix again? And we were still waiting on the epidural, you guys. I don't know how much time at that point had passed, but we were still waiting on the epidural. We went in, we're checked, and she said, you know, actually, right now, if you want to, we can go ahead and push and have a baby, and, um, or we can wait for your epidural. Sorry, you can hear my kids screaming, probably. Uh, my midwife came in, and she said, yeah, like, if you want to, we'll wait for your epidural, but honestly, you can go ahead and push, and it might feel better you'll have your baby. And I was like, okay, hey, let's do it then, fine. I will push my baby out. And because I didn't know I had any other choices, I just got in the bed and let them tell me when to push. And for me, that felt good because, um, you know, I didn't know that there was another way and I really felt like I needed, you um, needed and that sort of guidance at that time in my life and so they told me when to push and i remember that the pushing gave those contractions like how am i trying to say this it gave them purpose <laughs> the pushing gave the contractions purpose for me uh, it was intense and it was hard, but it was like really empowering. I was like, whoa, this is like, I am powerful. This is amazing. And, um, they started wheeling in all of this, like, you know, the little baby cart and the blankets and all of the things. And I was like, this is really happening. And, I had never in my entire life felt more proud of myself or more proud of my body. Um, I didn't, I, I knew that for probably a good part of my life, when I thought about giving birth that, you know, I had kind of envisioned that unmedicated birth, but I just didn't allow myself to believe in it because of other stories I had been told and because of the size of my body but in those moments when I saw all of that stuff coming in for my baby and I knew that she was just moments away from being there and I had looked back kind of you know back on the fact that we spent all of this time it's it's crazy what what kind of goes through your mind but like it all came rushing to me And into my mind, like I had spent all this time thinking we could never get pregnant. And then we did. And pregnancy was hard, sure. But it made me feel whole. And then laboring the way that we did and being able to just be in this moment, pushing this human out of my body. Like I had never felt more powerful in my life. I felt this like sense of purpose. I felt like my body was whole for the first time ever. Um, oh, that just makes me so emotional still. You guys, this was seven years ago. And just thinking of that and thinking of the feelings that I had in pushing this little human out of my body, like. Wow it it was it was powerful. I felt I felt really, really powerful. And you know not just because of the fact that I had an unmedicated birth or that, you know I was able to have a vaginal birth or whatever it, not just for those reasons because I I can tell you now from what I know and from being a doula that, they 100% can be the most empowering, amazing, beautiful cesarean births or births with epidurals or whatever. So, so that is not the point I'm making here, but for me, the fact that I had that little idea in my head that maybe I wanted an unmedicated birth. And, and after all of the years that I had spent really thinking my body was broken and worthless and, um, believing all of the people that told me I couldn't, I believed all of those people when they told me, you know, all the things you hear when you're in a larger body, you can't dress like that. You can't play that sport. You can't do that thing. You can't have that job. This is why you're not getting pregnant because you're fat. This is why this and that and the the other, and why you probably won't ever have that unmedicated birth that you hope for. But it felt like things kind of shifted. So many things shifted in that moment. And I remember my midwife telling me, like, you can reach down and feel your baby's head if you'd like to. It's, you know, she's starting, you're starting to crown. And I remember reaching down and feeling her head. And, ooh, that is powerful stuff if that's your thing, if you were in labor and you were asked if you want to touch your baby's head and you kind of are thinking about doing it, I recommend doing it. It is, it's a motivator for sure to like keep pushing. And it's just like, I don't know, it was so cool to be able to Put it all together you sometimes forget when you're in labor <laughs> when you're in labor you sometimes forget like oh yeah i'm actually like i'm having a baby that's what this whole thing is about so um i know that like as a doula i sometimes you have to remind your clients of that too like you know you forget that that's all the work you're putting in like oh because the outcome is it's a baby right so um I pushed a few more times and she was born. (laughs) I pushed for, uh, let's see, how many, how long was that? 38 minutes? It doesn't matter. I mean, it mattered to me because I was like, oh man, that's part of my story, you know? Um, But I also remember, that all of the people in the room, my midwife, nurse, husband, um, were all so, what word am I looking for? There was just a lot of like pride in the room. There was a lot of encouragement and support and Never once did my midwife even give me the inclination that I couldn't do it. And that is huge. And never once did my husband make me feel like that or our amazing labor and delivery nurse. And um, other than the fact that I was asked, like she asked me if I wanted to take pain meds. (laughs) um but it's not because she didn't think I could do it but the point of that is like having support and having emotional encouragement and somebody who's like holding that space for you who believes in you I I think that everybody deserves that And, and, you know, maybe having an unmedicated birth is not um, something that you're at all interested in and that's totally okay. But just in your pregnancy and in your birth and in your parenthood, it is so important to have somebody, if not more people in your corner, like truly and unconditionally supporting you and rooting you on. And then even further than that, Especially when you are plus size, especially when you're in a larger body, because how often are we, do we have people who are on the other end of that, who are telling us we can't, or like, you know, giving us some reason to believe that we might quote unquote fail at whatever it is we're going up against. Um, So that's kind of my little plug into like getting support. So if that's a doula, then do it. (laughs) Um, but this, that birth, the birth of my daughter, like changed everything, changed everything for me. I mean, it is the reason why I'm a doula. I was on a high from that birth for years, like for years, you guys, I was on a high from her birth and It's because I felt, it's because for the first time in my life ever, I tapped into my truth. I tapped into who I really am and not who society has always told me I am. I tapped into what I'm capable of. And I want that feeling for everybody. And like I said, it doesn't just come from an unmedicated birth, it does not. But I want that feeling for everybody and the fact that it happens less so when you are in a larger body is kind of the extended reason of why I do what I do in my work because that's not acceptable to me. I support families for that reason. It started with that birth and that was kind of the reason why I wanted people to know what was possible and and I felt this high and I felt this wholeness in my body and this confidence I had never felt and I wanted to share with people that it can be different. You know, that all of the negative stories that had been laid upon me forever and ever and ever changed in an instant when I had my own powerful, positive, amazing experience. And I wanted to like shout it from the rooftops that like, it doesn't have to be traumatizing or bad or negative or whatever. Like I just, and then add on the fact that I was plus size and I was like, I just want to tell everyone what's possible. And like, that has slowly developed over the years, and that's why I'm where I'm at in my work now, but I think it's important to hear these stories, so I love birth stories. I hope that this birth story has encouraged you and given you a little bit of hope. I hope you know that You are so worthy of a positive birth story of a positive pregnancy, positive parenthood. Um, My kids are getting real rowdy now. So I'm gonna wrap it up, but thank you so, so much for being here. Um, I can't wait to connect more with you guys. Thank you for being here for episode one of what I hope is many, many more and um, yeah. I just thank you. Okay. We'll we'll talk next time. <laughs> Bye.